All right. With that, we'll get started. Welcome in to Off the Cuff Sports. A couple of us are on spring break right now. Uh, how was work, Lamorce? Is that, is that is that was that nice today? Going to work. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I went to the dollar store. Oh. I decorated. Um, and I sent up like, yeah, I know. We had to um, buy stuff for our new CFO's birthday, which was today. But we're oh, celebrating man. tomorrow. That's but, fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Spending money on the person that pays you money. That makes no freaking sense whatsoever. But hey. Uh, just wait till you see the bill that we have for this food that we have catered. Paying? We, this uh, is this is how you keep your job, sir. That, that's I I don't want to keep said job. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> we we are actively looking for um, new work. So if okay. you know anybody hiring, you know, send them my way. Oh yeah, yeah. This tragic. Listen to this. What happened to the good old days where we just stuck it out? Yeah, God told me to leave. So God told you. <laughs> Don't put that on Ricky on God, Ricky Bobby. Don't put that on God. I shouldn't have put it on me there. He knew better. <laughs> he knew better. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got two different interpretations of God right now, Lamoris. Just two very, very, very different interpretations yeah, of God. For sure. All right, so who is in the distress club this week? Who are we letting in? Fans like Solo who still believe that um, the LeBron-led Lakers have a chance for making a play-in tournament. Hey, in LeBron we trust, bro. In LeBron we trust. At least I haven't been mathematically eliminated yet, like, you know, the Knicks, you know, have, but we knew that they were going to get it anyways. Not mathematically, but you know, they're not going to get in. Hey, is there a chance? Sure, there's a chance. That's all we need, baby. I don't even think LeBron's playing two more games. Me uh, me neither. (coughs) Why why would he? Why would he get that scoring title? Scoring title. Yeah. That's it. That scoring title and then bounce. Oh, also Duke. Forgot about them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I... I, So, Kendrick Perkins tweeted out that UNC just had more dogs. Um, I'm sorry, but if if this is your coach's final year and you're in the final four, you should have enough dog in you to say, say, we ain't losing. We're not losing this game. Here's the crazy thing. It's it's not even the dog. It's the fact that you lost to them in the regular season. Yeah, you should have come back and won that. This game. That should have been enough to motivate you. Yeah. Outside of Coach K and what he's meant to all of college basketball. But the fact Y'all that you trifling. Y'all just trifling <laughs> human beings. Trifling. We're not gonna talk about the fact how they like it was a legit good game. And like the dude just hit a real clutch three. 
Like, we are not going to sit here and act like they just got dogs. Uh-uh. Not happening on the podcast. They got out dog. Let's just say that. They 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 they, they, they lost a hard-fought game. Actually, that's, what, that's exactly it, what I'm saying when I say they got out dog. Is that they were just... There was there was more dog fighting the dogs from UNC than there was from Duke. I'm not saying Duke is trash by any means. No. Like they played well. They played well enough to win. Um, and I don't know. Even though North Carolina's won the last two, I don't know if North Carolina is like officially the better team overall. I think you know they've had timely plays, but at the same time. You know, this is Coach K's last game, and ah, uh, you go down like that. Yeah, it's you know. I mean, it'd be one thing if UNC threw up a prayer at the last second, and they 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 won off of that. But I mean, you know, you you've you've. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not the expert when it comes to that, but I I still feel like you could have. <laughs> That you 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 had to come in with that motivation of we're not there's nothing that can happen in this game that we're not going to win it have that mentality. Uh, but my 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 team in distress has got to be Villanova. I mean they just it took them to the second half to realize that they could actually play with Kansas, and by that point it was too late. Well, that was mainly because they lost their second leading score. You can't you can't expect the team to bounce back no, no how good you are no but they but they so, didn't they they it looked like the first the first half they were scared to play and then the oh, second no, half they realized that they could actually they could actually compete with Kansas because let's let's because let's let's be honest Kansas is not Kansas is a front-running team I mean they they play in the big 12 they don't exactly play in a deep conference and they they you know get a one seed pretty much every year and can't seem to figure it out so it's not like this team is is you know untouchable i mean villanova wasn't that good either though let's let's also let's let's also uh, recognize the fact that villanova didn't even win the big east oh my god bro you y'all are disrespectful as hell you disrespect y'all just disrespectful as hell i am i don't care I mean, I'm not saying they should have won at all, even though they were one of my my brackets. I had Villanova winning. I have to make like five, six brackets, but you know, whatever. I'm just saying that they they this should have been a two or three possession game, you know, that came down to the wire, not a not not, you know, 10 point victory. Never, never really making it close starting out. What was it? What what did they start the game off? 10 0 run? What was that what was it? was that it? Or something? 13. 13. 13 0. So it was it took you giving up 13 points. Like that's Kansas is not that much better than Villanova. But here's the thing. Villanova had the easiest path to the final four. They did. Any, I'm, I'm not just any team. Like I Yes, in theory you would you want it to be like a closer game, but you know, am I surprised? Mm. I'm not surprised that Kansas won. No, but I'm not. I'm surprised that Villanova couldn't figure out that they were actually good enough to be in this game until the second half. Well, it's not Villanova's fault that 
Gonzaga got taken out early. I mean, and that's honestly why that pass was so easy. I mean, but let's say how shocked we are that it actually happened. I mean, I'm not. I mean, hey, exactly. you play in the West Coast Conference. So, hey, I could coach in the West Coast Conference and at least come in second, third place in the tournament every year. Like, it's not that hard. The only team you got to worry about is, but I mean, it's Gonzaga. That's fair. You got a team in distress, Solo? Man, just all my freaking favorite sports teams. Just coming down to the end of our ropes for this year. You're you're the one in distress right now. Is that what you're saying? I am. I mean, I feel like this every once every couple years. Georgia fans and people that love Georgia sports feel like this all the time, except for twenty for twenty twenty one. So I mean, I can endure, but they endure for a lifetime. It's okay. I mean, it's easy when you just pick and choose which teams that you are you're a fan of. You know, you Lamoris is a fan of all the local teams. Well, except for the Hawks, but you know, I refuse to let my mood be swayed by any affiliation now a person 100 percent, an entire organization that don't give a damn about me heck no if that person gives a damn about you jim i could give less of a damn i will fall that man to the ends of the earth no cap okay right is me go ahead power to you rather lie than me. Her me, <laughs> <laughs> either or. Hey, rather ride the athletes me than the old white crusty dick that you know makes all the decisions that you know that you love. Yeah. At the end of the day, you riding some sort of me. Nah, I'm my own man. Cow freelance. <laughs> so, do you own your house, or are you are you renting an apartment from somewhere? Oh, no, I, I, that's, oh, let's that, not that start you, this you, rant. <laughs> I, I had to bring out the entire um, rental contract of my apartment and go up to them and be like, okay, if y'all don't um, take this money off of my account, I will sue you for breach of contract. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go there. Damn, Johnny Cochran. I know, right? Are you planning to get a house anytime soon? Or are you just going to just pay rent uh, for the rest of your life? Uh, I would love a house. Uh, do you I want to pay you, Atlanta house market money? No. You, you, you don't want a place for all your kids to hang out at? No, fuck them kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, let's move on. Let's, let's shift gears to the NFL. Um, surprise out of Tampa Bay. Uh, with Bruce Arians moving into a front office position and Todd Bowles taking over as head coach. That's not mysterious. Do we think this has anything to do with how Tom Brady decided to come back? 100%. Brady was like, I'm not coming back if that Negro is the coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the, the timing of it just seemed, you know, interesting. He knew. Yeah, he's good. He knew what was happening. A front office. No, I, 
I wish so a star player hated me and I could still get paid millions of dollars to just push paper all day. I didn't know there's any issues with Bruce Arians. I thought he was a good coach, a likable guy. Honestly, I, I think this was Bruce Arians choosing not to mess with Tom Brady. Mm. Um, because if if it was the other way around, I think they would have had to get rid of Arians first before Brady announces that he's coming back. But the fact that Tom announced and then what a month later or a couple weeks later, then Bruce decides to step into a front office role. It seems like Bruce is like, I don't want to deal with his BS. Let's let's hmm. find something else for me. Yeah, and I, I think I know that Bruce Arians is not the type of guy that's, you know, that is to burn the midnight oil. Um, I know he's spoken about it in interviews before. Uh, if you're still in your office at nine o'clock at night, you just don't want to go home. Um, which is a completely different mentality than Tom Brady has, which I'm pretty sure Tom Brady, if DeJoe would let him, he would have a he would have a apartment built into the facilities. He wouldn't really use it because he wouldn't be actually sleeping there at all. But you know, but so I I, I could see that. They definitely have a completely different personality as far as how they approach the game. Well, that's just sad, though. Mm-hmm. You got a supermodel wife. But you don't want to go home. Sounds kind of sketchy. Sounds kind of sketchy. Must be those kids. Well, I don't want to decide that nothing had them kids. I, 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 it was Giselle, man. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all remember um, when Brady first got to Tampa Bay. Um, and there was like the first couple of games where the Bucks just look. Yeah, the Bucks looked terrible and they couldn't agree on how to run the offense. Um, well, yeah, because Tampa Bay was was, you know, Florida. You know how, how Florida they they had their program set up their their franchise set up like you have Florida everything set up and that's you know very different from how Tom Brady lives his life right so like you combine that with you know what two seasons of of that constant I wouldn't say pushback but an internal struggle between the two to agree to ideals um and now he's coming back it it just seemed right for them to find a way to distance themselves and not necessarily not completely work with each other but you know not have bruce run the offense when you know tom has his own offensive flow i mean that's that's how peyton worked peyton it was peyton's offense not not anybody else's wherever he went yeah i mean hey when you the goat you can do goat things when you're the product of the system you gotta fall in line do everybody else tell you to do that's why brady's coming back on his terms he's the goat and can do anything cap i won't see a pass go down past 40 yards okay we'll see could do that at the end of his career either um I don't know what y'all are talking about. My my goat, even though we got blown out in the Super Bowl when he got there, my goat was down there throwing 60, 70 yard bombs 
I'm mad at the number oh, one offense. Heck no. What's heck it? no. What's Come it? on. Go back and look, bro. So, back and so look, question, bro. question, what do you think Brady's longest pass uh, this year was? Well, I don't care. Uh, y'all don't you, understand. You can't, well, not, you can't go not. off of that because it has to be what it was in the air. In the air. Yeah, I don't. Because, yeah. Yes, yeah. Tebow technically threw a 70 yard touchdown in the playoffs against the Steelers. And that bit when it was a three yard slant. <laughs> you could have you could have walked the ball to him. That was that close. So I don't want to hear. I'm just saying that, bro, more power to Brady. I just like it's it, bro, his shelf life is over with. He need to give it up. At this point. Bro just love football. He don't know what to do outside of football. That's bro true. don't know how to be. He don't know how to be a father. He don't know how to be a husband. All he know how to do is say hut hut hype. That's it. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know if he's because like there's a reason that Michael Jordan never became a a coach because he's just not. That's just not who he is. Uh I think Michael Jordan's of like Tom Brady's of that same caliber because I feel like he'd be coaching right now if he at this point if he was going to coach. But like, because he could walk into almost any program and in the NFL and be the quarterback coach at least, if not the offensive coordinator, just because he's Tom Brady. But I don't think I don't think he, he is that. I don't think he is a coach. I don't know. If I was Tom Brady, I'd go to any powerhouse high school and just go and just run it because you don't need the money. And be That's like true. Trent Dilfer, Brett Favre, and just have fun. Go recruit who you want to recruit because everybody's going to want to play for Tom Brady. But, you know, like I said, I don't think he has an identity outside of football. Yeah, I would agree. Which is uh, <laughs> Which is why, like I said, people, yeah, he's a great football player, bro. But it's like, you know, that's just that's that's a, a, a messed up existence if all you know how to do is play football. Like it's eventually going to run out, bro. I don't care how many steroids you take, okay, how many therapy classes you get. Eventually, your legs is going to be like, damn, I can't do this no more. Okay. Uh. This is going to be a real short topic because I already know what y'all's answers are going to be. I saw this question online and it baffled me that we even had this comp- This question was even out there. But is Tennessee football a blue blood? It is. It's a sucky blue blood, but it's a blue blood nonetheless just because of its history. Does it have that great of a history? I mean, it's got one championship in the 90s. But I mean, if we're speaking historically, yeah, historically, but, like, but yeah, what? No, I mean, no, it's like okay, perfect example in basketball. Okay, um, Villanova. As much as everybody wants to dispute it, Villanova's a blue blood. Okay, they don't have as many titles. As hold on, hold, hold on. I, I think, I think we're we're talking two different type of blue bloods when we start going into the basketball realm versus historically with football. Because I don't, I don't. When I think 
when I think Blue Bloods and football, I think like greatness from way back when, like original type of, of football teams that brought college football to the map. When I think Blue Bloods on a college basketball level, I'm thinking, you know, in the past 30 odd years, who has consistently, you know, been one of those top level teams. I don't, I don't think, cause I don't even know who's won, I guess what UCLA from way back when, I don't know who's been good at basketball a hundred years ago. Well, I mean, a hundred, we're talking about a hundred years ago, there were only like 11 universities that played organized basketball. So the Blue Bloods really in basketball have to start in the forties and the fifties. So that's where you get your, your Kentuckys, your Kansases, because obviously Kansas is who it is. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. North Carolina, yeah, I mean, Duke. North Carolina, Duke really didn't come onto the scene until the early 60s. I mean, before Coach that's, K, but that's neither here nor there. That's but still, yeah, like there's, it's still history. But like, here's, here's my here's my argument against them, okay? Because um, if you go with greatness from way, way back when, then that means Harvard is a blue blood in football. Now, we not. don't count. Army we, we don't count. would be a blue blood. That, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When, when nobody was in it. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of, okay, comparing football, right? Right. The football teams that we're naming blue bloods, in theory, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the um, Oklahomas, or USC's, these programs dating at least back to the 50s, 40s, they have been around and have succeeded well. Right. Yeah. Basketball, blue blood, blue bloods, when we're thinking UNC, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, um, you know, if you're going to throw in Villanova or Gonzaga or Michigan, all of that is recent. Like, mm. all of that Michigan, is recent. Michigan, Michigan State are not recent. Villanova, I will give you recency. Michigan just, just hopped on the scene in the eighties, bro, bro. That's for like a, for like I mean, one year. But that's that's recent. Like yeah, but, Michigan was not. But a you, you're blood. talking about like one good year, and right. then now that that doesn't to me that doesn't make somebody a blue blood. Blue blood no. is someone that has has been good and has consistently been someone that that that. Your parents and your grandparents, their generation can say this team had a championship during that time. But that's why I say there's a difference between college basketball blue bloods versus college football ones. The, the, the history of college football and college basketball are, aren't similar, in my opinion. Mm, I don't know. To me, the best comparison for a Tennessee in the basketball realm is Syracuse like 100%? Syracuse is definitely a blue blood in basketball. Okay, it's it has it been successful? Eh, it's mediocre. They're, they're, they're every, a team that is on like the, compared to like stocks on the New York Stock Exchange, they call they have blue chip stocks. Um, and you can lose your blue chip status. And General Electric lost their blue chip status, they were blue chip for pretty much since they came on the scene in the early 1900s. Uh, Syracuse, I think, is one of those that have lost their blue blood status. 
They were a blue blood, but now they're not oh, one anymore. They they've they've won a championship and they've competed in their in They won they won a championship with Carmelo Anthony as a freshman. Okay, if, if as that's a long case, time ago. If that's if that's really the case then ago. you would 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 you consider a UGA a blue blood in college football? No. Yes. You, no. You don't? Whoa. You, really? So, as that's crazy. As UGA fan. No, you are absolutely wilding. So here's a, here's a question for you. Here's a question, Solomon. Is Notre Dame a blue chip football program? Unfortunately, yes, they are. They're they're blue blood. Like I hate to say it, but they they were they they have the lineage, the overall win percentage, they have the coaches, and they have the championships. They're just not recent, but they have them. I.e., they are a blue blood in football. They they just are. If they weren't a blue blood, then they wouldn't still be getting top flight top flight recruits. It's the lineage. So, question: How many blue bloods do you consider there to be? Because I mean, if you if we're going to just you know, for the most part, say we're if talking you about won a college. national right and. and in college, if you just we won a over, national championship, if we have a thousand colleges, okay. And if we're talking about like BCS, you know, or champions like you know, FBS, where we have mm-hmm. what 150, there's not unreasonable doubt that you can have anywhere between 10 and 15 blue blood schools. That yeah. That's not unreasonable, but, but even if it's 10, even if it's 10 or 15, you considering some of these schools to be blue bloods okay here we go would be okay bama right bama yep. unc mm-hmm. texas unc or usc 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 okay. usc mm-hmm. hold on i need my pen because i'm i'm in i'm into this now i went into it earlier but i'm into it now okay so we're going if you give me 15 okay I got Bama, USC, I got Texas, mm-hmm. okay, blue blood, blue blood, blue blood, football, football, Oklahoma, football, football. Oklahoma, Penn State, okay, you gotta, gotta go Notre Dame, okay, so now that's the, that's the top tier cream of the crop, okay, okay, so, so now, you're not going to include Nebraska, Okay, no, I'll give you Nebraska. That's not Penn State. Penn State. Okay, Penn State. For 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 argument's sake, because this is your your you know your ranking and how you determine it, um, you're going to have to throw in Georgia Tech and Clemson in there now, because no, I will no hold on, whoa, 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 no, I will no, no, you can you can no, you come on, Lamorris, let's be fair, you can throw in Clemson on a on a no on a whim on a whim, you might be able to squeeze Clemson in. If we're if that's the case, then bro, we're going to be throwing in Harvard and and Yale. Oh, Tech Tech won one in ninety. That's they recent did. enough, right? They did. If you were talking about um, who who was okay, it in, Lamar, in the nineties, that's, that's one of you got to throw one of in my four, the... That's one of that's one of my four criteria. You cannot name. Okay, so you, they got the championship. Cool. They have not produced multiple great NFL talent. Do you realize do not... that the uh, that the Heisman Trophy is named after a former head coach of Georgia Tech? 
That is awesome. That is great. Name me three more coaches that are worth the damn out of Georgia Tech. I will wait. Paul Johnson has a lot of wins. Paul Johnson had a lot of wins. Okay, 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 okay. Two and more. Then, uh, Curry. Curry. Oh, Curry. Bull. 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 He's the one that won the champion. Did he not win the championship? Curry he won it. Off of one lucky year. Come on. Please, next. Give me, give me somebody else. Uh, when we're when we're talking about coaching status, we're talking about we're talking about people that the, that come to your what, mind right off the, the top of the bat. What is the head coach award? Who's that named after? I don't give a rat's ass who is named after. That's I can guy, tell you who. That's I that's that's the guy that he's from Georgia Tech as well. I can't remember his name right now, but he came George, from Georgia Tech as well. George O'Leary. George O'Leary. Yep. Lord have mercy. Fine. Okay, we're at eight. That's fine. I'll give you Georgia Tech. But if Miami? I give you Georgia Tech, I'm Miami. Not. Yep. Yeah, Miami. That's nine. Auburn. Mm-hmm. Oh, he- oh <laughs> shit! No. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is what we're doing now. Okay. Okay. If y'all are saying Auburn, fuck it. I'm putting Tennessee at ten. LSU. But. That's that's essentially what you're doing is is just throwing in teams that have been relatively good, aka been power five programs, and have won a championship. I didn't say a I, championship. I said cha- I said championships. And like what what, what other tennis? What, what other championship A&M could has, be considered a, a blue blood? Hold on. A&M, what, what other championship yeah. did Tennessee win? Tennessee's only got Lamores, one. I'm not Lamores. I'm not talking about. Okay, I said three out of four. I literally said three out of four. But like I said, we're I, I can't stand recency bias. It's like it wasn't just the '90s and the '80s, and it's not just because they put like I mean, Cutcliffe, David Cutcliffe, is arguably one of the greatest college coaches slash football coaches of all time, and he made his name in his tenure at Tennessee. I mean, I, that's not me saying at just Ole because Miss. he was picked. Huh? At Ole Miss. Okay, okay, cool. At Ole Miss. At Ole Miss. But he made his money, his money, when he was at Tennessee. I mean, I, I'm sorry that, like, we're trying to, like, nickel and dime and poke and prod at my, at my exact definition. But at the end of the day, like, Tennessee may not have a championships, they have the lineage. They have the overall win percentage as a as a program over a whole in a competitive conference, not freaking the ACC. They have it in the SEC, and they have produced multiple NFL roster talent. Like I'm sorry, like by by definition, they have to be a blue blood. They just they they have to. So, I guess my my fundamental flaw is that I don't consider when you think of power five i i feel like the max blue blood you can have is like maybe 10 and that's pushing it and that's me personally um i would narrow it down to around six to eight to be honest so me and, personally uh, and, so we know you're, you're super the, critical that's that's not yeah. new on this podcast yeah but i'm just saying like sec has what 12 teams the Big 12 has 12. The ACC has... Big 12 has eight. No, they have 10. Well, Big 12 has 10, 10. Yeah. 10, sorry. The Big 10 has how many? 
Uh, 14. 14. Okay. The Pac-12 has still has 12. Yes. So out of the so power five schools, we got like in the range of like in the like 50, 60s. That's yes. not even counting the, and that's not even counting the group of five. So we're talking about in the in division one. Like so you, you can make you can make the championship game football with a hundred plus schools. You can only have eight real blue bloods. That makes absolutely no sense. No, nope. if if we're keeping it power five, we say about sixty schools. You're talking about listing off fifteen schools that can make it as a blue blood. That's twenty five percent. So you think twenty five percent of all top level college football is a blue blood? That's not college football though. That's what I'm top, saying. Top top but level. That's, but no, you, that's not college football. It's not college football. You got to include everybody. You can't just be like, oh well, if we, man, we not include five, so we're cutting them out. They play. If, they play. Football. If we in, if we include everybody, then Yale, Harvard, Penn, Princeton have got to be on this list. Then, and we Princeton, all know no, that. Princeton, not, I can't. Give, I'll give you Yale and Harvard. The other can't the do other, Princeton. Not Princeton. Why not? not? They, they're not. No, they're just the story. The the storiedness of their program is not as far as football goes. Basketball, Princeton has got a decent basketball program. I'll give decent, them. Yes, but you as know far how many, as historically, uh, Yale and Harvard are the two Ivy League schools. Hold that on, time. In football. Time. Do Do you know how many national championships Princeton has in football? How many? I want y'all to guess. Don't look it up. Just take a wild guess. I can tell you how many they have when we was actually had a damn quarterback. Zero. But take take a while. Are we talking no no, no more? So are we talking about before or after the four pack? Just being it, honest. It does it it, it doesn't no, matter it, because we're talking. Yes, it if does. We're, it's you're like putting you, in you stipulations you, now. No, we're you just can't talking put about it college in a football. Box. You can't we're just, like we're bro. you literally said we're just talking college football. You I can't I agree you, bro, that's that, what I'm saying, bro. That's what I, I'm saying, I though. It's like that, but that, that, that's what you like to do. It's like you can't. You can't sit there and be like, I'm going to cut out half of them. But if I leave, no, if I, I bring everybody, hold on, bro. But if I bring everybody in, then it's like, oh, I can't have common sense and know that, like, I can't, I, I, I have to include stuff before, like, modernized football. We're not saying that. What I'm saying is you can't leave out the entirety of football just for saying, oh, like, the Power Five is all the only one that matters. Because so, it's not it. It's not, so it's you not would, football. Question. You would include Yale, but not Princeton. Me, personally, I'm not including any Ivy League school teams. What I'm saying, though, is that you can't block them off from consideration. They don't have a, they don't have a title in the, in the 60s. That's not I mean, fair. But, but neither what I'm summer. saying is you, you, can't, you can't just say, oh, we're not going to consider them at all because they're not power five. Like that's that's not right. Okay, who who would you consider that's not power five? Who would I consider that's not power five? A blue blood? Mm -hmm. I would have to. I would honestly have to sit down and I would have to think about. It. There may not be, but what I'm saying is, is that like just because that I can't think of one off the top of my head doesn't mean that there isn't one. I'm saying you can't just be like, oh, they're not power five. That automatically stops them from being a blue blood. Like you you just can't do that. 
Like that, if we if we had that same argument, the NBA seventy five would be absolutely different from what it is right now. And you and I both know that we the goat argument would be completely different from what it is right now if we take it from if we if we do that. And you can't do that. The, you have the to reasoning take in the entirety. The the reasoning why I think it's okay to say we're only considering power fives right now is the same reason why you can't name me one team legitimately off the top of your head who is not power five that could be on this list is the only reason i'm considering them is well, because be there there that, isn't there be, be fair most of the power five are relatively new programs thank you we have we're talking you're talking about one of the best power five non-power five teams is ucf who didn't have a program in the 90s. Right, which is why they can't be considered a blue blood because they're not like historically- that, that, that's, from- well, that's what I'm saying, That's exa- but that's exactly what we're saying. We're saying that it's nothing against them, not that they can't be oh, blue no. blood. It's just, it's just it's- they don't have enough time to be, have become blue bloods. If right, which is why I don't- keeps going the way they're going, in 50 years, I think we could consider them a blue blood. Which is that's that's fifty years down the road though. But yeah. this is because we're talking about right now. Who are the blue bloods right now? No power five. I well, just to to be fair, BYU would be the only team that I consider somewhat in be. that blue that blue blood territory. They do somewhat. Have, they do have Steve Young as one of their alums, so you do have. A well, player. if you're gonna if you're gonna mention BYU, then you got to mention Appalachian State. Like I no, mean, well, there's, BYU there's, has there's, a power- there's a good one. I mean, I'm up. sorry no. for non-power solo, five. Solo, that's a solo. good one. Solo BYU has national championships. Hold on, a- Appalachian I State's not on on that level get yet. That. But that's like I said, bro. That's only one of the criteria. Like you cannot but base they, blue blood solely on championships. Have, it makes okay. it makes the so, argument null and void. So BYU has history of being good at the top level. The top. You know, Division One level, Appalachian State's not even up there yet. I wouldn't even put them. It, it's not even fair to put them in that sort of ranking. That's like saying Valdosta State should be considered a blue blood in this because you know they are in Division their, Two. They're D two blue blood. I would give them yeah, D two yeah. Yes, so we D2, should have. But we're not. We should have not. tiers there. Then should we have? FBS, FCS, D1, D, you but know, that's, D2. That's what I was that's what I was saying. Like, but you can't you can't say like, oh hell, they're not in the power five, so we can't consider them for as a blue blood. But we they're, come on they now. Can lear, they, they can you were saying, go eleven and oh you were saying using logic and, and now and they can make the playoff. So if so, they can go on. eleven and oh and make the playoff, you gotta consider them. Like you solo. just have to. Solo. But you can't change my mind on that. So like yes, how? we can. We can consider them, but realistically, let's just use logic, use the same argument that JT has just talked about. A lot of these teams are new. They have not been around long enough to have the sort of success that a USC or a Texas or an Alabama or a Notre Dame or whoever was able to put up, right? So it's not saying that they can't get there eventually, it's just like right now in this present conversation where we're talking about D1, which is my assumption from the question, right? We're talking about Tennessee, are yes. they a blue blood? So we're talking about D1. So let's put Appalachian State and Valdosta State aside. Fuck them. Um, Appalachian State is D1, but okay. 
They're FBS now. Yes, they are. They are FBS now. They play against Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Cool. Anyways, we're we're talking about, you know, top, top level right now. People that can compete for, you know, a college football playoff. Okay, Cincinnati. Cincinnati did it. But they have solo. Hear me out. I'm not saying that Cincinnati could never get in this conversation. I'm saying that they don't have the history, much like the rest of the group of five teams, to get inside of this conversation right now. That's like, I don't know how how better. Okay, compare it to an expansion team in the NFL or something. Would they... Would it be fair to consider them an original NFL team if they came along 50 years later? No. If they came along 50, 50 years later, but you constantly no. see... And no, that, that doesn't know, take away from the fact that they're not an NFL team. They could still win a, a Super Bowl just like everyone else. Right now, the conversation is Blue Bloods, historically good programs, what you think of when you think you know traditional college football and that's that's the reasoning why i use power five so to start my argument okay so let's get back to the original question and let's move on is tennessee a blue blood why or why not 30 seconds to each of you lamoris go no i want solo to go first i've talked no i want you to go first if you say you go first Uh, i'm i'm good (laughs) <laughs> He's such a baby. No, I just uh, I don't have anything else to say at this point. Now, if I say so something, you say, you say something. We gotta we gotta cut it from the thing. That's why. Thirty seconds. Tennessee is definitely a blue blood. Why? Because they have three out of the four criteria that it takes to become a blue blood. Now, are they a relevant blue blood right now? No, they're not. But we have seen blue bloods fall off the deep end. <clears throat> i.e. Auburn. Uh, but it happens all the Alabama. time. Because, Alabama yeah, fell uh, off for a while. A, a, a hot minute. A freaking hot minute. Like, hey, between, like, outside of, what, 93? The year I was born? From 94 until 2008, our Lord and... No, no, I can't say Lord and Savior. But our earthly gift to this world. Nick Saban, we suck butt. But we were still a blue blood. Why? Because we had 13 national titles. Like, it is what it is. It's like, you can't take away Tennessee's blue blood status just because they're not relevant now. And they ring off two championships, then everybody's going to be like, oh my God, they're so good. This, that, and other than the third. They produce the talent. They have the lineage. You can't take it away from them just because. They're definitely a blue blood. And I don't even like Tennessee. They suck. Okay. Lamoris, anything to add? No, I just don't no. think they're a blue blood. Okay. You don't think they're a blue blood. Okay. We'll move on to a team that is undeniably a blue blood in the world of college basketball with Duke. Where does coach Mike Sashevsky stand in the realm of greatest coaches of all time? He's the goat. He can talk about whether in just college basketball, just men's college basketball, all sports, whatever. Sports overall, any coach to ever touch a freaking ball, he is the best coach 
undoubtedly. I'm sorry. 1,207 wins, the most wins in NCAA history. History. He's produced countless number ones, and he wasn't one of these people that was given uh, a great situation. He actually lost or had a, a sub-500 record his first three years. They stuck with him, and he turned it around, and he made a dynasty all by himself. Not many people can say that. Duke is Duke because of who that guy is. And very few people can say that they've had 13 shots at going to a championship themselves. Like, nobody can outside of, no, no, nobody, because he's the only one that's made 13. John Wooden's the only person that's made uh, 12. Dino but just made you, 12, actually. Well, and, and if you're, you're counting women as well. Because Dino made 12 this past one. He was 11 and 0. Man, if you don't get but out of my face with women college basketball, because all you got to do is have freaking studs, and that, that solves all of your problems. And we all to, know this. To be true. fair, to be fair, even though John Wooden's only gone to, what, 12? He won 10 of them. He won 10 of them. Including seven when, straight? Seven okay. straight. That's okay. That's he Bill, also won what seventy seven straight games. Is that what it was? Yeah, and that and yeah, and that's Bill Russell territory, and you guys freaking know it. Like, don't like stop being revisionist. Come on tell now. The whole, tell no, bro. Come tell the whole on truth. now. You had Kareem. You, I don't want to hear that, bro. He had cheat code players. Like it was, it was after coach? Bill Russell age. Come on, let's be huh? let's be fair. It was after not, Bill Russell. No, it's, age. no, it's not. Yes, yes, it you, was. Lamores, Lamores, you cannot without looking at your phone because I know the answer to this. I know you don't. You cannot not, name though. me three teams in John Wooden's era that could compete with UCLA. You can't even name me the team that ended his 77 win, uh, win streak off the top of your head. That's I how I name, know. I can't name three teams that compete with Alabama's uh, legacy right now. Does that mean Alabama's any less great? Yes, it does. If we're talking about it in the context that I'm talking about it about. But that's obviously not the case. Because Alabama, or, uh, I said in, in the context of which I'm talking about. Because if you look at what Alabama did back in the past with Bear Bryant, there was actual suitable competition to stop him from winning championships. You look at UCLA and you're telling me that the only team that could stop them from winning, that stopped them from winning 132 consecutive games, 132 consecutive games was Ralph Sampson in the University of Houston. Great coaching. You no, coach Hell that no. went up. Coach that huh? went up greatly. What push? What push? What what went up? I said coach that went up. Great uh, coaching. That was not great coaching. That's having the best athletes at your disposal and uh, programs not being able to compete with you at the time. But Mike Shashevsky, he dominated modernized basketball. He dominated. Three eras, three decades of basketball, sorry, four decades of basketball, four, and has five championships, one in each decade, two in the 2000s, to prove it. He also went to two Final Fours in each decade that he ever coached in. Like, when you look at it and modernize basketball and what he was able to do and how he was able to adapt, he didn't stay the same, 
when the game would change, he changed. When the game went to four guards, one big, he went to four guards, one big. When the game went to one and dunce, he went with one and dunce. He's won that every single time. He's a chameleon. He's the best coach. Like, you, you can't argue with me otherwise. And look at what he won with at Duke back before you could cheat to get other players in. Like, come on now. Grant, uh, was it Christian Leitner? Really? Bobby Hurley? Really? Come on now. Let, let's, let's, let's all be real. Coach K for the dub. Who is be the best player to ever come out of Duke under Coach K's uh, tenure? The best player? Are we talking about the I, best player with the yes. best career or just the best player? Like, who are we talking about? Uh, well, let's let's comp- let's let's give an example of. It's arguably that the best player to come out of uh, John Wooden's program was, uh, Kareem. Yeah, what, I think that's fair. Uh, who, who would be, in that realm, for, not necessarily as good as Kareem because there's very few players that are on Kareem's level. Let's 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 exactly. be fair. And this, and this but is this is going to as... blow your mind, and it's going to show you just how good of a coach that he really is. The best player to ever come out of Duke, honestly, Christian Leitner. Is, no, it's Grant Hill. <laughs> it's Grant Hill, and Grant Jay Hill Reddick. just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and Grant Hill doesn't hold a candle to anybody, like in the legacy of what in of college football college basketball he just does it so you're telling me grant hill was your number one player and you won with a bunch of brooklyn you know north carolina some maryland kids and you beat unlv kentucky back when unlv uh just exclusively recruited uh convicts so yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So that can that can be twofold, and I'm not saying this is 1,000 percent factual, but could that not also be attributed to the lack of development or comparative development between Coach Wooden and Coach K? So Coach K brought up those. Well, they weren't five star athletes back then, exactly. but you know, top. <laughs> top level athletes and and made them into mega superstars while coach k hasn't really had that super duper star talent you're you're telling me you're telling me john wooden john wooden took kareem and made kareem better than what he already was will chamberlain i would say that who knew knew them i would say on record yeah, he's a better recruiter. John Wooden's yeah. definitely a better recruiter, but he didn't recruit any of these guys. UCLA, the name recruited though, recruited them. Like he didn't build UCLA from the ground up. Like let's let's well, be honest. All right, we we understand that. Okay, then. I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate right now. I just don't I don't I don't know if I have Coach K as the best um, of all time, but you know. Mm, all I'm going to tell you is this. It's like when you honestly, if you look at the numbers, he's had less talent and he surpassed him. And the very main reason why you can't say that is like, look at the academic standards to get into Duke and look at the academic standards to get into UCLA and all these other schools around. And don't say that they were the same because UCLA was also a football school. So they lowered their, their GPA requirements in order to let those kids get in there because they want to be successful. 
Duke does not lower their 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 standards for anybody. No. They might as well be an Ivy League school. Okay, I'm just 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 being honest. They're, like they don't lower this. that 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 second tier with you know Tech, Notre Dame, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, UGA. No. <laughs> That's cute. But uh, I would I would definitely agree that um, that he is up there um, as far as coaches go, uh, and I I I would definitely say that he is I I, I think as disrespectful as might be that uh, what's his name Mike Williams just retired from UNC. Roy that Williams. Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than Roy Williams. Oh yeah, that's not disrespectful. Yeah, he's that's that's definitely. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> you had Michael Jordan on your roster, and nobody said. Well, nobody said he him. was a. He was remember he was an assistant when when he oh, was, he was just an Michael Jordan. Was Michael, okay. Yeah, that was Dean Smith. Dean Smith had Michael Jordan. Oh, but like, still, you couldn't figure out that this guy could be the greatest of all time, and. You and you didn't figure, couldn't figure out how to best utilize him. So he was clear and obviously, but you know, whatever. Uh, but with that, we'll move on to we're, we're running, we're running about an hour now. Uh, let's move on to petty moment of the week. Um. My pity moment of the week uh, is a shout out. Shout out to Tony Rock, Chris Rock's older brother, um, for telling it how it is. We all know what happened at the Oscars. And Tony is now going around saying what Chris can't because Chris doesn't want to get in trouble. But Tony basically said, you know, hey, you laughed at a joke got a side eye from a word that I will not say that he called Jada Pickett Smith and you had to go and do some be made stuff it's called an overcorrection anyways continue (laughs) but anyway like it, it, it just it's crazy how I don't know there's 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 certain ways you're supposed to handle stuff and like now, not only is he the butt of every joke, now he's about to lose pretty much. Like they stopped producing Bad Boys 4 because of this nonsense. And I'm telling you now, you may not ever hear this podcast, or you may hear it, but Will freaking Smith, if you deny me Bad Boys 4 because of your wife and you can't control her from cheating on you, okay, okay, you're going to hear from me. You realize that this it. woman said, if he loved me more, he would have known. When uh, when it came to her cheating, I don't know. I don't know. And also, That's... I think there was there is a history between him and Chris Rock because you don't have an outburst like that, even with the side eye from your wife. I I I use that word very loosely in this situation, wife. But loose. <laughs> but you don't have a reaction like that if there's not a history between you that we don't know about. That's my my take. 
You need to learn how to control your people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll take mine. Um, so some guy tweeted at uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Solomon's favorite player right now, and said, mm-hmm. and, and said, I played with you in Madden. I lost by 120. To which Lamar Jackson replied, that means you trash. Go play 2K or something. Hey, that's but, true. If you can't win with Lamar Jackson online, you suck. You don't need to be playing. Man. But to, I don't but even play. Just, just for the point of argument, I feel like Mad is an easier game to play than 2K. If you can't win on 2K, you definitely. If you can't win on, on Madden, you definitely can't win on 2K. I can see that. Because I mean, I was really good at Madden and NCAA football, but. I, I couldn't stay on the court with you in 2K when, when I first started playing that. I still can't stay on you in the court now, but that's, you know, it's a different story, different, but but, you know, it's 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 a harder game, and you think you're going to go there and be more successful? I don't know, but uh, to Lamar Jackson's point, uh, Baltimore, pay him. Pay him. Because if you let him go, I'm going with him. Yeah, he's not even. He said if because there was talks of the Chiefs trying to trade for Hollywood Brown, and Lamar Jackson basically said no, it's not happening. You're not. No, he's. You know, you. You're not taking it. Nope. Exactly. I I mean, but to be fair, you don't. If you take away Hollywood Brown, all you have is the tight end Mark Andrews. That's it. That's literally the only weapon that he has. Exactly, and we not doing we not doing MVP things without our without our receivers. You need to get saying, another receiver, another receiver to go with him. Honestly, we know, but you know, uh, Baltimore is cheap. They spend I, all their money on their defense. I, well, I bet, uh, I bet, AB Hollywood's cousin is real cheap right now. Oh God, no! Nah, we don't need that in Lamar's life. We finally look. No, now nah, we'll take our chances. <laughs> we look, you should be happy. Um, Julio Jones is a is a free agent still, so you know, reunite hey, him bro. or not reunite, but put him in in Baltimore. Let him in place be. of Hollywood. Well, I mean, Julio's too injury prone. I love, I love the young goat, but um, he doing too much nowadays. He ain't worth it no more. But I will say this, I will say this: um, if they don't pay Lamar and he winds up getting traded, we just need to go somewhere that's decent. That's all I ask. Go somewhere decent. But they're gonna pay him. But then, ooh, the Browns messed up by giving Deshaun Watson $230 million uh, fully guaranteed. Well, the dangerous thing there is that the only place for him to get into trouble is how he got in trouble in Houston. Like, there's nothing else to do in Cleveland. Hey, go to the strip club. Do you want to go to the Cleveland strip clubs? Are those? Are those? Are those? Uh, I, mean, I drive to Akron or Columbus. I mean, they got best strip clubs. 
I mean, Lemon Pepper Lou ain't going to the ones in Cleveland. I guess Lemon Pepper Lou, he, he, got, he got expensive taste. <laughs> you got to go to that Magic City. All right, uh, move on to final thoughts. Uh, even though Solomon kind of already gave his final thoughts there. That is true. Pay Lamar what he's owed. Don't listen to people like Lamar. Try to discredit the GOAT. Pay Lamar what he's owed. If you pay him, your team's going to be trash going for it. But, you know, pay him. He deserves it. Based off the I mean, to be, to be fair, teams have uh, – you're more likely to win a Super Bowl when you've got that elite quarterback on the rookie contract. I mean, no disrespect. I think he's earned that money, but – you're putting all that money into the quarterback has not proven to be a winning thing. I mean, look, look at the Chiefs after they saw after they gave Lamar gave Patrick Mahomes that big contract. Oh, Russell, no, don't, don't, no, nah, no, no, don't you don't do that. Not nah, Patrick Mahomes is just booty now. That's Brittany and Jackson doing TikTok dance. But I'm saying, but they should have won. They should have won this year. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they didn't they couldn't put as many pieces around him and now they just they couldn't afford to pay his number one receiver and now he gone and then look at the Seahawks Seahawks were in the Super Bowl back to back years and then Russell Wilson gets his his second contract and that team has been treading water we'll just put it oh, that yeah, way no, nah, but I mean the magic number according to Cal, Cal Colin Cowherd is fourteen point five. If the quarterback takes up more than fourteen point five of the entire salary, the team has never won a Super Bowl. So I get it, um, but I think Lamar is thinking like many young people do, which like oh he should get his money if they're gonna pay him, take it. I'm not I'm not saying yeah. don't take the money. I'm just saying. The odds of winning the championship goes down significantly when... Well, and this will be an argument for another day, but, like, and I know Lamorse is going to fight me tooth and nail on this, but I necessarily think that, like, when, what Lamar Jackson has done in the NFL as of already, okay, he's treading Hall of Fame territory, and he doesn't care. He knows if he puts up five more years to seven more years of decent to above average numbers, which he's absolutely 100% able to do, he doesn't have to win a championship. He'll make his money. He'll get his team to the playoffs. They may make a run. They may not. But he's going to get the ring that matters and the jacket that matters. A lot of people got Super Bowl rings. A lot of people, not very many people, are going to get a gold jacket and be put in the shrine. That's that's all I'm saying. I think that yeah, that's it's not like the college about. basketball hall of fame. I, yeah, I have to see more. But um, just a quick thought on that. Um, I think his career is going similar to Cam Newton in the sense that he has all the talent in the world, um, MVP level. Um, but I don't know if he ever gets over that type of hump to get to the Hall of Fame. But we'll see. Yeah. 
I think the one main difference between him and Cam, he's not going to buck the system like Cam did. Cam was known religiously for doing what he thought was best and for himself, not for his image or anything else, but he just did what was best for his own personal gain. And Lamar, I'm, I just, I don't believe in my heart of hearts it's like that. He's shown you that he's company first and where Cam Newton was. So the decisions, the critical decisions that need to be made, I feel that Lamar will make those political ones that will get him over the hump. Whereas Cam Newton, hell, he couldn't get out of his own way. Because you can't tell me if Cam Newton did everything, said everything the right way, was a company man, did everything he was supposed to do, even with the way that his career has declined, he would be a Hall of Famer. There's, that's just the truth. I believe it when I see it. Yeah. Morris, what you got? Um, I think we need to have an honest conversation about Steve Nash. I don't think anybody has really talked about it, but given the roster that he has, um, Steve Nash is severely underachieving. Um, granted, I, I understand that he's dealt with injuries and, and whatnot, but his management of personalities, his um, lack of actual play calling, it just le- looks similar to what the Lakers are doing, but with better talent um, in terms of they're just going out there and doing what they want. Uh but going I, forward, I'd like to say that I was not a fan of this hire to begin with, and right. I did not think it was going to work out. But it was said yeah. on this podcast, you know. I, I think we all kind of had that same sentiment, but um, yeah, going for it, uh, I don't think anybody's really looked at Steve Nash as as one of the problems with the Nets. But uh, I think it's it's about that time. Also, it well, uh, was up. I was going to say trade LeBron, but uh, go ahead, Sola. Anyway, we're not trading LeBron. But the biggest reason why he's escaped all that criticism is definitely because of the fact that he hasn't had his full roster to begin with. And uh, even though I 100% believe that he is definitely one of the major problems plaguing that that franchise, he's one of the the major problems plaguing that franchise, that it won't come up until he's able to have all the pieces again. So like he's had to stay a reprieve because of COVID. I mean, I get that, but- I could give him that, yeah. Yeah, but you know, the same thing I I say about the Lakers and every other front office, you have to be proactive rather than reactive. So, you know. But nobody's like that. I know, but still. Uh, but uh, mine, uh, if you guys didn't know that uh, Colin Kaepernick actually had a workout uh, this past weekend uh, at the Michigan spring game. Um, and he he really is actually, you know, campaigning to get on the NFL roster. Um, though, obviously, he was not. He was essentially kicked out of the league for the wrong reasons. We can all agree on that. I I don't think that regardless of the reasoning behind 
being removed from the NFL at at this point of being what is it what is it seven years since he last played yep right at seven uh-huh. seven years and maybe even a little bit more I think than that maybe eight years at this point I don't know a team that would pick up a guy that has not played in eight, in seven eight years the Jaguars uh, yeah. did with who Tim Tebow yeah and that worked out really well <laughs> That worked out yeah. so well for them. <laughs> hey, hey, we will not. That's another one. We will uh, not disrespect <laughs> Timothy Tebow on this podcast. I'm just, I'm Please. just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. I don't. I wouldn't expect anything to come of this, and I don't think it's necessarily anything to do with his history and how things went down seven years ago. Honestly, as a and I think our resident GM and Lamoris, if a guy has been out of the league for seven years, are you even legitimately thinking about putting him on your roster? Heck no. Exactly. Uh, but that that that's what I got for that. And also, unfortunate quote I saw from that. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know that it's been validated, but supposedly uh, Urban Meyer keeps digging a bigger and bigger hole basically blaming his roster and bad players for the reason why he was unsuccessful. What level of sin is that as a coach, Solomon? I didn't hear a word that you guys said because my headphones disconnected. Say that again. Essentially, Urban Meyer blamed his roster and bad players for why he was unsuccessful. (laughs) What kind of coach says that? Uh, one that likes to get nookie by girls that look like his wife twenty five years ago. That that guy. That guy. Are are any guys like that in uh, the region that you coach in? Oh yeah, there's plenty of them. That's why they always lose to me. Just being honest. Not even trying to be cocky. Like that's just that's the reason why they lose. Yeah, like if you're blaming you, you the players for why you're unsuccessful, like I just. I, I, I don't understand that. Well, the thing is, like, you can't be that way. It's like, if that was the case, hey, we won the one area this year because I, I lost my best player. And, like, hey, the role players that we had outside of two sophomores weren't the best. But, you know, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, my God, the reason why we suck is because of them. No, you got to get deep in your coaching bag and you got to figure out something that works. I mean, you found, you found a way to win the area. Hey, I'm just saying. Figured out how to win. And it was just like, we had kids that only had one kid to average double digits. One. So it's like, you can figure out a way, but it's all going to come down to what you're willing to do as a coach. I mean, it just is what it is. But that guy like that, Urban Meyer definitely never had my respect because he's a, a, a scumbag. But yeah, he's he's reached the all-time low. He's he's young. Yeah, yeah, done. I hope he never gets a job again. He's got one right now. Unfortunately. All right, uh, with that, I think we've covered everything we want to cover. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we got out of here? Shout out to Aaliyah Boston. Okay. 
Solomon, anything you want to you want to talk about? I guess you're good. Nothing, nothing from you, Solomon. All right. He's he's pretty disappointed. Paige Bucker's loss. Uh, hey, I'm disappointed in it too, man. I was rooting for them. We they were, were all rooting for you. But but to be but I mean, that team was never that 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 team the way it was constructed shouldn't have made it that far anyways. This year, they 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 just they didn't have the depth that they usually have. Uh, but with that, uh, this has been another edition of Off the Cuff Sports. We will see y'all next time. Have a good week.